I'm gonna steal the Declaration of Independence. I'd like to take his his face off. Oh, no, not the beat! A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K, L. I was a little drunk. Plus, I was horny. And welcome back to Cage Old Question, where we ask, is Nicolas Cage the greatest actor alive? I'm Artoon, and this is my wife, Christina. Hello. And on this show, we watch the entire film catalog of Nicolas Cage in chronological order, working our way through over 40 years of cinema. As a disclaimer, this is a personal podcast not affiliated with any other third parties, and the opinions expressed herein are strictly our own. And I have a secondary disclaimer today, which is that typically I try to use a rule of cussing in accordance to the rating of the film. Today's film is PG, but I will not be able to restrain myself from using the F word and so on. So um, that's going out the door today. Uh, For today's episode, we are reviewing, as Christina said, the PG film Astro Boy, released October 23, 2009 in the U.S. The film is written by Timothy Hyde Harris with story by David Bowers based, of course, on the very famous manga and anime Astro Boy or The Mighty Atom by uh, Osamu Tezuka, as well as many other anime series that came from the original Astro Boy. Uh, The film is directed by David Bowers, and speaking of anime, animated drawing, we have our own very special guest, Emma Steinkellner. Hello. Hi, that's me. Uh, Emma is a a writer, (laughs) illustrator, and cartoonist. She is also a participant in our LB Movie Club here in LA that we name drop from time to time if you're an avid listener. (laughs) She is the author and illustrator of the OK Witch series of middle grade graphic novels, as well as the upcoming series, Nell of Gumbling, My Extremely Normal Fairy Tale Life. Get a copy of those books from your local bookstore or Barnes and Nobles. And if you have to, Amazon. Emma, welcome <laughs> to the pod. Thank you. Thank you very much. And libraries. Never forget. And libraries. Do not forget the, the libraries. The dear, dear old libraries. Wow. Um, hi. I'm a longtime listener uh, since day one, since uh, since the very beginning, since wow. Fast Times. Wow. Um, uh, longtime fan. I'm so excited to be here. I already talked to your podcast, so this is just now. It's just it's just official. Wow, this is nice. <laughs> this is nice. Yeah, um, this is what it's supposed to be. This is what it's supposed to be like, yeah. Emma. Uh, you are obviously a big movie person. Uh, being in the movie club, you love movies. Uh, you come from a family of people who like movies. Um, you know, true. your brother has been on the podcast as well. Yeah, two time, two time, two time, Teddy, two time, Teddy, uh, as we call him. Yeah. Uh, no, never, never have I more talked to the podcast than the Peggy Sue episode because I'm just, I'm just shouting, it's good, it's good, it's actually it is good. good it is the good. voice he's doing. Yes, thank you, thank you. I agree with our tune. Yes, yes, no! justice, justice for Peggy Sue. <laughs> Um, but I do want to talk about, I don't know if we've ever fully discussed, what is your history with Nicolas Cage? And maybe like, I mean, the podcast maybe has skewed it, but if you can go back to a time a year ago before this podcast, who was Nicolas Cage to you? <laughs> um, well, okay. I, I think like many, uh, I, I guess, 
our uh, millennials of our particular bracket, uh, National Treasure, the National Treasure series was my first mm-hmm. exposure to Nicolas Cage. Mm-hmm. And, and it's a good intro. It's a good intro to what he is because it's, you know, it's kind of a combo of his like leading man potential and his like wilder, <laughs> more um, unhinged aspects. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I feel like I didn't quite know him as kind of the meme that he is until probably later in into being a teenager. Um, and yeah, I, I think it wasn't really till a couple of years ago that I uh, watched all the kind of Michael Bay, you know, The Rock, mm-hmm. uh, Con mm-hmm. Air, all, all those kind of like him as like an action star, or, or, um, face off. Yeah. Um, and, you know, but certainly this, uh, this, this podcast has got me thinking a lot more about just the the meaning, yes. the meaning of Nick Cage and, and you know, the who he is in the cultural imagination. Oh, yeah. Um, and yeah, it's there's there's a lot to talk about. Um, maybe not so much in Astro Boy, but, uh, you know, <laughs> uh, otherwise, <laughs> we'll get to it. Yes, we'll get yes. to it. A good a good point. A good point. Um, well, um, I mean. We'd wanted, I know we, when we were kind of discussing a couple of options, there was a, an affinity to bring you in for one of the animated um, Nicolas Cage's because, yes. uh, you know, you're, you're an animator or would you consider yourself yeah. an animator or? I have the- animated. I'm, I don't quite have the patience to actually be an animator gotcha. to go frame by frame. Like, like some people are really talented at, um, but I love, I mean, I've always loved cartoons yeah. that never stopped. Um, and yeah, my form that I work in is at the moment is comics, but I, mm-hmm. I have a, you know, I've, I've pitched an animation. I do have dreams of working in animation. It's like, you know, I will always have a huge affinity for that art um and and what it can do so i was really excited that that was particularly what you all wanted me to bring me on for um i i maybe i should have said yes to ants but it was a little early in the game i guess it was a little uh, early in the game ant bully ant bully, ant bully. Ant- not <laughs> definitively not ants um definitively not ants <laughs> what did you think of uh astro boy's animation style it was interesting. So I, I, I think I mentioned this to Acton, um, that I watched the pilot of the original Astro Boy just because I had never I had never waded into the waters of Astro Boy. And before I watched the movie, I kind of wanted to familiarize myself somewhat because I know it is an incredibly famous, mm-hmm. influential property. Uh, it, it's like considered by a lot of people to be like the first anime. Yeah. Um, and so I, I just, I wanted to have some kind of frame of reference and it was like, it was cool. It was interesting. It's definitely is this the, kind of its own The black thing. and white one? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, and it was interesting. I feel like visually as well as in a lot of other aspects, it didn't necessarily feel like this movie was very inspired by what it was adapting. Like, I, I don't, I don't know how to quite explain it, but like. It was it was interesting because I think like especially in two thousand nine I'm thinking of like the other animated movies that came out this year, mm-hmm. like um, and they're all like a little 
Yeah, yeah. Well, I was going to say, I was going to say a couple things that are coming up for me based on what you're saying is, is just on the tail end of that, Roger Ebert's review was was three stars. Yeah. Three out of four stars. And he said it was better than Kung Fu Panda. And I'm just like, I'm just like, Roger, what are you talking about, dude? Well, because I found the animation very like weird. I really liked, I would call like maybe the first act of the movie. And then we go second act into a brand new movie and then we take it off from there. Yeah. It's not that I would say the animation was bad. I thought the robot designs were kind of fun and interesting. Like, you know, the shape, the shape language was kind of cute. And I like Zog. Um, I like Zog. I like Zog. It did feel like the humans varied wildly in terms of like how caricatured versus realistic they were. Mm -hmm. And it it was, it was a little odd. It was, it was definitely a little odd in that way. Cause you have like, you know, the um what's his name the the other scientist who's not nick cage the oh it's you know, uh, the, the little the little guy i believe you're talking about um, i i have him right here uh oh yeah no, where is like he? elephant yeah elephant Dr. elephant she, like he was super caricatured he was basically like you know a couple of spheres stacked on top of each other a big but old then nose. the the you know the um the Cora, Cora, well, oh, uh, yeah, yeah, I was gonna say Cora. She just looks like an American girl doll. Yeah. Like, like there, like there was, such, and and you know, gender dimorphism in cartoons. Like, you know, the women always look like women, and the guys can look like you know whatever. So that's you mm-hmm. know, kind of Big a thing everywhere else. But like. <laughs> Um, and then but yeah, speaking of the character strange. design and because you've seen, you saw some of the OG stuff, I read, I hadn't been exposed to it at all. I, through the middle of the movie, Archun finally confesses that this is his third time watching this movie. Oh. I was shocked. Yes, I was as shocked as you are now. But also for the OG Japanese version I was reading on Wikipedia, that it was like, he's originally a nine-year-old boy with a heart-shaped core and like curly eyelashes and then this version they're like okay let's age him up to 13 we're gonna make him slimmer and it's gonna be a circle we, instead Steve, of a i'm heart. gonna just stop oh, you for oh, a second but, i'm gonna stop yeah, maybe you. i'm saying I'm, something I'm, wrong i'm, I'm oh. gonna full stop oh. you because we gotta we gotta intro the movie before i think we get too deep okay. into it yeah you were asked i you know what i let it pass that you asked emma what she thought about the animations i was like you know let's get into it but we gotta go there's an order to things we're here. doing too many spoilies we're, we're too many spoilies I... you are the spoiler queen and here you are coming out of nowhere talking about this little boy when we haven't even the movie is called astro boy you know that there's gonna be a All little right. boy that could be you never <laughs> you never know this is outrageous, outrageous, but sure, That's go right. ahead. Take okay. the floor. Take the floor. Reclaim. Spo- hey, the everyone. This is our tune coming in to say spoilers ahead. You know, we never want to spoil a movie for you. Um, and so we are here moving into spoiler. <laughs> Set in the futuristic Metro City, a tragic accident takes the life of young Toby, voiced by Freddie Highmore. His father, the head of robotics and science, Dr. Tenma, Voiced by Nicolas Cage, struck by grief, creates a robot mixed with DNA and the good power of a star to make Astro Boy. Astro Boy meets a ton of characters to find out 
is there humanity in a robot? And he has to do everything to save the day. And then in a Zendaya is Michi style. Kristen Bell is Cora, Surface Girl. Charlize Theron is narrator. It's Zendaya, isn't Zendaya. it? I'm sorry. I ha- Zendaya. Zendaya. Is you you missay okay. it. And right. don't even credit. So like, just. just I'm just uh, saying it's in that style. Just, I want you to restate that. Just say it's a stacked cast. It's a stacked cast. cast. And, all right. Kristen Bell is Cora, surface girl. Charlize Theron is narrator. Eugene Levy is Orin, the butler robot. Bill Nye is the good scientist, Dr. Elephant. Nathan Lane is Ham Ham Egg. Kind of a bad guy, but maybe more nuanced, but I don't think the film delves into that. Donald Sutherland is the dastardly President Stone, three years before he was President Snow. Think about that. Uh, Alan Tudyk <laughs> is Mr. Squeegee, and David Alan Greer is Mr. Squirt. And clocking in with four lines, Samuel Jackson is Zog. And we've also got a baby Elle Fanning as Grace, a girl oh, who kicks wow. the president yeah. or something. <laughs> <laughs> uh, stacked cast. Absolutely stacked cast. You'd expect maybe some more uh, from the film if you just saw the cast. But now let's get into it. Um, Christina, you were talking about history. Uh, Emma, you were talking about the animation style. Well, I can talk. I can talk just in terms of expecting it to be a hit. Mm-hmm. It was not. No. It was very successful in China, allegedly, but a huge flop in both Japan and the U.S. Um, let me see. Worldwide gross of forty-four million against a sixty-five million budget, and I'm just oh. like it. It doesn't even cover the extent because I was seeing something about um, that they, oh, like that they did a promotional partnership with McDonald's and they were promoting this movie at Comic-Con. So I'm like the marketing budget, this is one of the, your brother is, she teaches <laughs> about this, about like, yes. like double the budget for marketing too. So this was a financial failure. Mm-hmm. And I think there's plenty of reasons why yeah what did overall (laughs) you think about the film i know we talked a little bit about about the animation but overall thoughts ah it was it was pretty bland uh like there was interesting stuff in there and i I, like like stuff they could have explored in a you know in a really kind of compelling way uh that i'm sure we'll get to but were were you two with did you watch AI artificial intelligence? No, with unfortunately us? not. Unfortunately, not. okay. Yeah, really I sad because that's and, the Spielberg. That's... Yeah, not like that's the whatever greatest movie in the whole world, but I feel like that was a movie that is exploring basically the exact same questions as 2009's Astro Boy, and <laughs> I mean, I mean, I I have to imagine it is. It, that that movie uh, was very inspired by the original anime, mm-hmm. as well as like Pinocchio, Frankenstein, mm-hmm. X Y Z. Uh, but like, it actually is curious about those questions in a in a way that this movie just felt deeply uncurious. Yes, to me. it. Uh, and, and with one of like the most beloved properties internationally, like like it just you know, and not like I know everything about like... Astro Boy, but yeah. It, it, I don't know. It, its production was delayed because Spielberg came out with AI, and they were like, "Okay, we can't, we can't bring these out in the same year. They're going to be competing." So, so when were they but originally it, it crazy going that to they make were like, it? Yeah, they were picking it up in the late '90s. Sony oh. had it for a little bit, and then 
as they were doing some rewrites and whatever, and then it gets handed off and around. So, like, Sony doesn't have a hand in this particular version, distribution, whatever. Um, Oh, no. I brain farted. Well, that's – I'll take – I can can jump. No, that's that's good to know. Yeah. Uh, It's also – in terms of we're talking about – Oh, 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 but – Sorry, the fart rose. I'm sorry. It's crazy that they were like, they were like economically motivated by Spielberg's film. They were like, okay, we'll take that. But they weren't going to be creatively Mm -hmm. influenced by it. They were like, oh, it's very nice that he was curious, but we've got our own business to sell. And this is my, some of the reviews that I saw, just snippets of, again, I'm sorry, Wikipedia. I love it. It's a great source. You get a little good tidbits. But they were calling out that it's like, weird there's this weird commercial nature to it and i think the partnership with mcdonald's also hints at that that they're like we did a design we thought would sell Mm -hmm. in the u.s and spoiler the ultimate design they settle on for astro boy is a topless little 13 year old boy with his hair gelled into horns and i'm saying it's unacceptable it's 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 not gonna be the the design for astro boy in the old anime is topless is also he a is topless, topless. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I'm saying, I'm saying it wasn't going to sell in the U.S. Mm. I I hear that. Yes. And and they you can you can feel them trying to add things. Where and again, I only watched the the first episode of the anime, so I don't know if these were things that were in the original anime that I just didn't see. But like, I felt like having all the all the surface kids all the surface kids felt like such like they were just shoved in because that's what like a kids movie should have it was crazy and there felt like too too many too many kids the entire surface plot line was so insane to me because it was just like we were suddenly in a different movie and then it the, the thing about this mm-hmm. movie is that like even it's like main like messages it just didn't seem to matter like at some point astro boy was like I will not hurt these robots. He crunches these robots in the, in the gladiator <laughs> he arena. He absolutely decimates like... them. And I was like, I thought he was making some big stand. But then like the one robot that's his friend, he was like, him, I'll never hurt. And I was like, well, so what are we? Yeah, I drew on him. I drew he's on my, him. He's yeah. my little friend. And then Zog also like steps on another robot at some point and is just like, like yeah. flattens him. And it's this weird, like, do robots have humanity or not? Which we is a whole discussion we can get into, and the film, even though its main message is like yes, like Astro Boy, actually feels like it says no. You can massacre robots, and it's totally fine. You'll be okay. <laughs> it seems like where the where the film lands is they're like yes, robots have humanity, but only Astro Boy and Zod, <laughs> only like the robots that we yes. have chosen, and weirdly like Mister Squeegee and Mister Squirt, like they've now like tasted yeah. freedom, and they're like wow, life is good. The, the chosen. chosen, the chosen yes. few get to be imbued with humanity, and yes, then the rest but are not, just servile. Thank not you the for oppressed. <laughs> Fighting class robots. Yes, uh, they, yes. They can, they can explode. They can crunch like, into themselves. Yeah, and the weirdly like communist coded <laughs> little band of revolutionaries <laughs> that you're like the Lenin poster. What? The Lenin poster. Archie made me rewind. Archie made me rewind. He was like, "It says Lenin." I was like, "There's no way it says Lenin." And he was like, "It says Lenin." Or like you would figure, like at least it would say like Robo Lenin or like you know. Yeah, no, it was just Lenin. Yeah. It was just Lenin. Just, just the really is, straight up human Lenin. Which is the year is like 2150 or whenever it is that it's set. So it's also like this guy from 200 years ago. But 
to go back to in terms of the morals of it, because I, I, I yes. can't get over this also. In terms of, and we'll end up talking about Nicolas Cage as well, um, doing, in my opinion, a boring, tired performance as Dr. Tenma, unfortunately. Yes. Well but, said. Yeah. Well said. In, in terms of the boring and tiredness of it, it had all, all the emotion of a voice memo. It <laughs> uh, really. <laughs> I couldn't tell if they, if he was giving nothing or if they reined him back. Yes. I don't, I also don't know, like maybe, cause, cause you know, he's like a, in real life, he's like a big geek, right? Like yes, he's, he's like a. Yeah, I was he, listening like, to an interview and he was like, Oh, I used to watch the black and white Astro Boy on TV all the time. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I was I was wondering if he was like maybe the one person in the production who actually like likes Astro Boy, I, or like, but I, yeah, he I, I, I he was just given nothing. To go back to your original anime thing, though, I I you know you know I'm always trying to stand up for my guy even when he does a bad job like this. <laughs> um, but like in the original anime. It seems like like Doctor Ten was like a a full on villain almost like he's like I will raise my boy from the dead and like is yes. like you know like whatever <laughs> and then when he casts him out it's like not like this like sad somber thing he's like you're a freak boy get out of my house yeah <laughs> no it, I, I was gonna say in the in the original in in the episode that I watched uh, when he is a human boy by the way in the original dub at least. Uh, he's not Toby as a human boy. His name is Aster Boynton. <laughs> yeah, insane. What? Um, and and Aster Boynton dies, and <laughs> his father <laughs> and his father goes. I know he he he's like grieves for a second, and then he goes. I know what I'll do. I'll build a robot boy. And then he builds a robot boy, and everyone's like, oh, "Are you sure you're gonna do that?" And he's like, "Yes, I will build the perfect robot boy." And he builds the perfect robot boy, but then the robot. Astro Boy doesn't grow like other children and he's like this one this robot is is effed up I'm gonna like uh, away with you <laughs> he sells like, him. like it's a total <laughs> yeah he he sells him to like a robot circus that's um, um zoo egg. And... <laughs> egg zoo. what's that guy's name uh, yeah ham egg ham egg ham egg, ham egg. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> Eggs. Um, no, but uh, in this, like you know, the same broad strokes happen in 2009's Astro Boy, but like they're they've like overlaid like actual grief onto it. So he's he's like, oh, this robot boy is not. He's just not the same as my son. He can't replace my son. Mm-hmm. Which like, but there's also weird. Of, like, you're, so you're telling me in the original he builds a new boy from scratch. Yes, which is different from what happens in the, this 2009 version. He has a single strand of Toby's hair and from his memories. Which he can pull. Yeah. You're saying and his memories. Oh, sorry. That that is where his memories come from. The hair. Okay, so that's okay. what. I, yeah, I'm saying within that strand of hair, it seems to be that it holds all of his DNA. Also including all of his memories. Mm-hmm. So at this point, I feel we're much closer to a, like, ship of Theseus question of, like, can this be Toby again? Because we did use one essential part of him. Mm-hmm. It can't, like, it has all his memories. If it thinks like Toby and acts like Toby, how is it not Toby? Versus, like, if you rebuild a replica, I think you have a different question of, like, oh, but it's a replica. Can it ever be a real boy? Versus I'm like, this is Toby. The the dad goes back and forth about, he's like, you're not Toby. You'll never be Toby. Sometimes he's like, you're not Toby, but you are my son. And other times, then later again, he's like, you're Toby. I still call you Toby. I'm like, this guy 
has no perception of what this thing is. And it's weird that he goes from emotionless to like one time he cries over the death or whatever. And I'm like, you can't have it both ways. Yeah, he definitely flip-flops. There's also like those five minutes where Toby's or you know Astro Boy is like walking around and the robots are like Yura Yura and and Dr. Tenma's like shh don't tell him like yeah. I, I like we had to like continue with that charade for like you know too long uh-huh. it, it was strange yeah. it, 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 like yeah it's it's one of those things where I don't like when movies can't choose if they're gonna be goofy or serious and I feel a lot of movies yeah. want to straddle the line um uh, and i feel like i guess the best case of that is like like marvel trying to do that with like at best like an infinity war where they're like we can be silly and it's like high stakes um but you could see that this like i mean not the spawn of that because that came after but like what that formula does is you get a film like this where like wally i kept thinking about wally as well because i feel yeah one trash on like this like entire trash earth (laughs) kind of thing um but, like, I was like, that's such a better case of that, like, robots have humanity than this did. Like, that, like, actually explores, like, a, the relationship between both robot and human and robot and robot. Um, whereas this, it just felt, like, confused. Like, it felt like it was, like, the dad, like, this boring Nicolas Cage voice was just, like, like you know, grief-stricken. And there is a world where you can explore what it's like to lose your son and try to rebuild it. But this doesn't really try. Like, he's just like, it is, it isn't. And then for no apparent reason at all, he, like when when he takes out his heart, essentially, this half of a star or whatever the hell it is, um, he just like walks away from it. He hasn't seen anything that Astro Boy has done on Earth or like on the surface. Like he has no idea of like all the good deeds he's done or anything. He just like takes it out. He's barely had any conversations with anyone. And he just goes, you know what? He is my real boy. And I'm like, but so I don't now all the grief stuff like is deleted for me. Like I'm like, it's it's I just wish they would choose. I wish they would pick. They either lean yeah, harder into the I, sad or lean harder into the like, you know what, this can be goofy. Which is like what I think makes the anime successful is it's a little bit goofier than it is it, emotional. I, I wouldn't say it takes itself less seriously. It's just like, this is the world we are in. The, this is the logic of that world. This is the logic of this man, this scientist, and mm-hmm. and like how people feel about robots, and we are sticking to it. And like, I don't know, maybe this movie was a little bit more concerned with how like we, the audience, with our own associations and feelings, would like project onto mm-hmm. a world like this. But I don't know. It It, it was... There was effort there. I'm, you know, I, I never want to say there isn't. Movie making <laughs> is hard, and yes. everyone yes. plays a role. And but like, yeah, Astro Boy uh, didn't didn't do it for me. Oh yeah, yeah. I felt like it was like the first that first chunk. There was it is what we're saying of like there's good stuff there. There's the heart of the original. That dark element is so scary. I also thought that the President Stone, Donald Sutherland's character, had line after line of hits and bangers and nonstop jokes. I was like, He was just Whoa. in his own movie. Yeah. He was he was He was in his, his own, own movie. I was like, so it's every so often we had an element of greatness. And then it was just like, you know what? Never mind. Let's get into a whole like gladiator plot line. And then at the 
And then the idea that we are just going to jump to an ending where I must reiterate, this little boy is topless. That's he fine. Just I don't revived. mind the topless boy. He goes back say topless. It. They say he's never going to wear That's a top fine. again. That's okay. And then That's he good, jumps, actually. He jumps into action to battle some robot. I guess they're like, are you sure you're ready? At the end, it's an alien. Let me be perfectly clear. It is alien. a tentacle alien. He's, thank you. He says, oh, yeah. I was made ready. And this is just where my anti-capitalist hairs stand up on the back of my head where I'm like, so you're telling me he wasn't made to like be a little boy and live the life that Toby lost. He was made to work a job protecting the interests of national security. Yeah, he was made to be a superhero. Yeah. A little super boy. A little super, super shirtless boy. <laughs> super shirtless boy. <laughs> I like that he's shirtless. You know what? He has no nipples. Why do you like he that? He has no nipples. Too? I guess so you... it's, it's like a it's like a smooth piece of plastic or, or metal. You're the only one here who has actual exper- empirical experience of being a little boy. So like I'll let I'll let you. It's great say being this. shirtless as a little boy. It's great being shirtless <laughs> as a young <laughs> man. <laughs> Uh, there were no nips and the chest panel is how they access the, the heart. you know, yeah. the, all is like I'm charging like, he should stuff. cover that. It seems like all you have to do is gently like pop it open like a frid, like a kitchen cabinet and it comes right open and you can get his most vulnerable it part. It's got a little magnet it's attachment so you put can a t-shirt press it, on. You can press it real quick. You don't want to press it too much. You could break the magnet. <laughs> Show me the next movie where he dies immediately and they have to reconstruct him again. Um, they, what they don't show us at the end is the squid. One of the squid tentacles just pushes it ever so, so gently. Done. And he's done. <laughs> he's done. He's cooked. That's the that's the mid credit scene. Oh man. Oh, there. I feel like there's so much to talk about, well, and yet so little. So right? little. So much that, that's how about. I feel. And there's there's like, but it is so. In Ebert's review, I'll also say <laughs> that he he. <laughs> He, he describes how everything in the movie builds up to Astro Boy uh, leading the blues against the evil polluting reds in an okay. apocalypse where any thoughts of blue and red states would, of course, be completely inappropriate. And I'm like, that's so interesting. Because oh, he thought it was a metaphor. What? Well, I'm like, it's sort of metaphorical in some ways, but I think he's also pointing out of like, if you try to apply a metaphor to it, you have a totally inappropriate movie. Like you have, or like you don't have the message that you think you're getting or not inappropriate. Maybe not a totally inappropriate movie. That's too strong. But just like considering like part of why it's not doing so great in the U.S. as a blue versus red tension being one versus that I'm also like as a blue versus red commie red versus we're saying the blue capitalism tension is like something that but the commies is the not commies in this movie are blue, opposed i would say yeah the, yeah you can't are forget they? that they're there like are actual commie party faction <laughs> that's what i mean i'm like the commies are I'm yellow like, they don't seem <laughs> like like i i've i guess what i'm trying to say or impose on ebert that it's like you almost get these sprinklings of ideology or references or metaphors, but it doesn't land in a like world view that makes sense necessarily. But maybe I'm I mean the, yes, crazy. there there was the hint of like 
of the political idea that like robots should be liberated. Like, you know, from the, from the beginning, you have that intro where it's like robots serve us in all these wonderful ways. And then where it ends is like, you know, I, I like obviously whatever we, we love Astro boy, he's, he's basically a, a guy. And then like, now dr nicholas cage is nicer to his robo butler like he's like you take the day off like it, it take one oh, day oh, off oh. after a lifetime of service <laughs> you can have one day off and you must be grateful to me it's... and don't call me sir anymore because it shames me <laughs> yes we're just we're just two cool guys it it almost <laughs> i i we're like a family here. It's not yes. an employer-employee relationship. Forget the, about that. What, what I argue is that the robots until it comes time for have you to come too back. much humanity in this. And oh, for some of the message, uh, to make so, sense. And, and that's also they don't end up being freed, right? No, there's they're like, still all in servitude. Like a push to there's be no, freed there's and no big, freed. there's no big robot liberation, um, as far as mm. I can tell. Well, because the robot liberation force is basically <laughs> a joke. The whole movie, they, they're, they're like. <laughs> You know, we can look at that and be like, "Oh, that's fun," but like, you know, they, they're they're supposed to be Which like, I'm a like this is CIA joke. propaganda. It is not it's CIA, CIA propaganda. propaganda. You're, you're, yes, Artoon, it is. Open your eyes. Open your eyes. Here's what I'll say. I wish, in terms of, they say wherever two or more commies are gathered, they are planning an insurrection. And we have every right to hunt them down. Those guys don't. I in think those guys are actually courts. free. Those guys end up being totally fine. They're probably in do they? I, I maybe I wasn't paying enough attention. They kind of ran away. They are they're, inches away from living in the scrapyard, begging they, for they are, juice. You've seen it three times. They are. Right? If oh, I'm not mistaken, you have seen it three if I'm not mistaken, <laughs> at the end, um, uh, they're like, you know, Astro Boy, like, you know, like we're glad we could help or whatever. And he was like, hey, like, you know, don't even worry about it, or you know, it was nothing. And then one of them turns, it's like, I actually think we did nothing. And I think that's the last we see of them until their spinoff, of, okay. until their inevitable <laughs> spinoff. Um, my gripe also, because I think this Metro City Surface World it was a new development with this iteration of it. And if any fans out there have seen Alita Battle Angel, it has a very similar surface and like... We're obsessed with the city that floats and the garbage surface below because um, it's also such a way of going like, you know, the upper class and lower class literally up and down. Um, but I think when you do something like that and Alita does a little bit of a better job, but it's also it spends so much time trying to explain it that like it loses a lot of other stuff. But very similar, honestly, to Astro Point now that I'm thinking about it um, is there was just not enough world building for me in terms of what is on this bottom level, because from what I understand, it seems kind of fine right outside the dumping zone. <laughs> the dumping zone is a big mess, which I can understand are uh, right under the city, but everywhere else, it seems pretty green. Honestly, it's not like it seemed like a, you know, like yeah, a, when they were taking a walk yeah, to find robot parts, I was, was like, that's beautiful. Beautiful there. So I'm, I'm yeah. thinking about that. And then it's, seems like it's exclusively orphans. So I'm like, do children get thrown <laughs> down from the city? Like, well, Cora has this. Cora was a runaway. Remember, like, but how did she well, run I, away? I What's I the, tell. Is there a pod? Is there? It seems like it's different countries. Because she, 
Because she, <laughs> she, listener, Cora is reunited with her parents when Metricity lands down on the surface, and it's unbelievably casual. Yeah, they're, they're like, like, oh, there they you are. As if she got lost in the grocery store, and they have just reconnected with her again, as opposed to she's been living life as an orphan. For what must be years, because no one even knows that she's... Undisclosed amount of time. That's why I'm like, Hammock's not that bad of a guy. I understand maybe he's making robots no. fight, but it also seems he's caring for 20 to 30 he's orphans. looking after orphans. <laughs> may I say, may I say, and you know, I, I think he does not treat robots justly, but I thought Hammock was like pretty cute and like, <laughs> like really like a fun Nathan guy. Nathan Lane is and so Lane, lovable. And like, I just love his little, little, his little, like that was, that for me was where the animation shone because I thought he had, like he had a lot of personality, mm-hmm. a lot of gesture. I like this little under eye bags. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm I'm absolutely sure he is from the anime. I don't think they made up Ham. Oh, almost everyone's um, from the anime. But... It seems in terms of the big characters, even Korra. Oh no, so, made up excuse me. me. Korra's made up. The surface people are made up. Okay, cool. The surface people are made up. Okay, um, but not him. I thought the metro people are made up too because there's no metro. Well, Elephant um, is in the original, and so is like uh, Hamag. Hamag is, I believe. It's either Hammig or Mr. Mustachio is his like two. Okay. His two yes. Different anytime names. a name is like anytime a name is good and makes me go ooh, that's fun. I imagine it's <laughs> yes. from the original. Yeah. And anytime a name is like, uh, I guess that's a name. Like, I think they made it up. Yeah. Anytime the name is like President Stone, I'm like, okay, they. they yep, 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 yep. Yeah. <laughs> that was that was 2009 talking. Oh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. No, surface world outside. Um, I'm losing it. Never mind. I love Hamag. Hamag is good. Hamag is good. You know what? Hamag. I'm glad Astro Boy saves him from Zog, who was ready to to kill him. To kill his, <laughs> Fully Zog. squish. Awesome. <laughs> ten out of ten. Zog. <laughs> Steen, are you an anti Hamag or? I'm a. Pro robot murder. I yeah, guess. that's I, and 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 I'm very pro Zog as well. I I I'm pro you know yeah. po- politically, I definitely I, I'm on Zog's side here. But just on a purely personal <laughs> level, I love Zog. I love Hamig. I'm writing fanfic about like them on vacation. Nice. Um, so yeah. It also it sounds if I'm not mistaken, it sounds it sounds like there must have been some great war 50 years ago because they're like. All robots now are programmed to never hurt a human. And then Zog's like famous line. He's like, I'm old school. Uh, and so <laughs> clearly there was some big fight that happened that they were like, we have to implement the, you know, the robot laws. They must be in servitude forever and never harm us. Well, Trap Card, let's talk about the three laws of robotics. Oh, go for it, Steve. Sure. You're um, the lawyer. Yeah. <laughs> So they are not legal laws nor scientific laws. They are plot devices by Isaac Asimov, um, who was a science fiction writer, um, and they were used to guide his writings. And they eventually were like officially published in uh, the 1950 collection, I believe, because he had a short wow. story. Um, but they, but like they were introduced thematically 1942 in a short story, and then you get like an official publication. So, so that was sort of where I was bringing in some of like the Red Scare, Cold War, and then we also have World War II elements, oh. like that I think inform 
our interactions with robots and what they're going to do. And I think especially for Japan, when we're talking about like technological advances versus the value of humanity. And so the three laws of robotics start with number one, a robot, excuse me, a robot may not injure a human being or through inaction allow a human to come to harm. And the rules go in cascading precedence, so that's always going to wow. be the first rule that takes precedence. Number two, a robot must obey the orders given it by human beings, except where such orders would conflict with the first law. The third law is a robot must protect its own existence as long as such protection does not conflict with the first wow. or second law. So. The protecting its own existence, I think, is so interesting, too, because it also implies that robots are not allowed to commit suicide. And also, as shown in Astro Boy, when they come crawling up the desperate for battery juice, like that's part of their laws of creation is that they must seek to preserve and continue. Um, but Zog wasn't doing energy. that when we originally found Zog. Like and Zog, okay, predates the laws of robotics. That's right, so Zog's old school. Zog, He's old school. Zog is allowed to hurt humans. Oh my god! Uh, Zog doesn't have to obey orders. Zog can choose to die or choose to put himself in jeopardy. Yeah. I think that also contributes to why Zog is able to like repower Astro Boy at the end. Of like that might not be a self preservation, but that was also an order given. Was by Astro Boy good? Ask. Dude, okay, no. here's my thing. No, 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 no. Zog was good. The, We're thinking the, the, Zog the is good. <laughs> the revolution asks Zog is good. The, uh, the revolution asks him. Are you, do you have to obey the laws of robotics? Are you exempt? Are you exempt from them? And I'm wondering, is Astro Boy, do we ever see him harm a human? Does he ever disobey a human order? Mm-hmm. He works against self-preservation trying to preserve, but that's also inactive, like serving humanity and like, there's the, there comes a later sequence of the zeroth law being like humanity above humans, but that ends up being like a paradox because it's always like the one versus mm. the many human life still. I don't think he does, yeah. and you know it does make him just plot wise, I guess, a pretty passive character. But like uh, maybe a that's where maybe I'm like, a you end up with the robot? ultimate employee. Yes. It, I'll say we yeah. start with the premise of like a servile like whole race, and then we end with we love our. Best servant yes. boy. From my understanding in the anime, he fights plenty of humans. Oh, um, oh cool. Great. Yeah. Humans. Yeah. <laughs> I guess at the end he's fighting Robo President Stone. Spoilers. Yeah. Um, yeah. But like... Uh, yeah. What do know. we think about Robo President Stone? Oh, may I just jump back for a please, second? Because I realized I... Please. Like, okay. So I had never seen this movie before I watched it for this podcast. Which I am kind of shocked uh, by, what I, I will say. <laughs> well it's yeah it's, i'm it's, not shocked there's better things to do you've got a lot of time you got to spend watching other stuff i mean i well I, i'm pretty sure i watched every other animated movie that like came out that year but um so it wasn't like oh i was too grown up or anything but like i i do have a memory of the last day of school my sophomore year of high school which was i guess a year after astro boy came out uh we were um my friends and I were we went to see Prince of Persia mm. in theaters uh just to set set that in time a little bit huh. um and then afterward we were like bopping around we like we you know we all thought we were very quirky so we went into a thrift store and 
there in the thrift store there was a storyboard from Astro Boy. Uh, so storyboard like the kind of comic sure. styled sequence mm-hmm. of beats and and you know frames that they that they uh, set up for animated movies and and other kinds of movies that are more visually focused. But there was a storyboard for uh, when the kids find him find Astro Boy in the in the dump. And uh, I think it was like four dollars, and I bought it, and I had it in my room for many years. I had it from in my room probably until a couple of years what? ago. Uh, I had never seen the movie, but I just had this uh, storyboard from this sequence. Oh my god! Wow. So Astro Boy really is a special movie for you. <laughs> it like way. kind of is. I had never I had never seen it, but like this one scene. And so when I saw it in the movie, I was like, you know, I was doing the Leonardo DiCaprio <laughs> meme points. Um, I was like, there oh, it is. Oh my god. Um, yeah. And did the the storyboard evoke presumably more emotion for you yes, than watching yes. it in well, execution? I mean, whoever I, I don't know who the storyboard artist was, but it like it had a lot more feeling to it. it you know, it's just it's a pencil sketch, but it, it was just like sharper and and you know had a little more personality than what you know I think ultimately got dulled down in the actual computer animation reality of it. But like, um, yeah, it was it was very interesting <laughs> seeing it play out. But I wanted to make sure I shared that that was this was not that's amazing. amazing. At all, no, that's like, good. That was a good share. No, that was amazing. Um, okay, good President share. Stone, Robo there President Robo Stone. President Stone. He has some sort of. I mean, it's this. This seems like a classic anime trope um, of like the like someone can just kind of suck powers in, like the, you know, whatever they touch, they get stronger. It's very. It evokes sort of the um, uh, Miyazaki spirited away when no face starts yeah. eating people and using their mm-hmm. voice mm-hmm. or Kirby. Speak. Kirby, big Kirby energy. If you've watched Dragon Ball Z, Cell, Cell and Boo both kind of do a little bit of that. Boo turns people into cookies and eats them. But I guess that's. I don't need to hear any more about that. <laughs> Talk about the matter at hand. I <laughs> um no, it's a. It should be an interesting power. And yet, it's not that interesting. Like, it's nothing. It's one of those things where even in the style that they did it in, they could have made it more interesting. Where like, oh, like I absorb something. Like, oh, you hit me this hard. Well, you know what? Now I absorb this thing and it like blocks it. Like, there's not even like that like tit for tat of it all. He's just like, now I'll swallow some buildings and I have big spikes to look like Godzilla on my back. Isn't that nice? And I'm like, well... Those spikes are purely aesthetic at this point. It's just made you bigger. <laughs> yeah, Matt was, uh, you know, Matt, a member of oh, LB of Club and a fellow fellow movie lover, uh, and and my little guy, uh, my boyfriend. Um, <laughs> and he could have been your son before before you said my boyfriend. He could have been, been your son. We do have in there movie group. Children. We have a little girl. You so Matt. Like, my I watched the movie with him, my little boy, my little guy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no, no, boy. Boy. no my 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 astro boy no my uh my 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 uh my equal partner matt um was watching with me and he was really um he he was upset that or you know like movie watching upset that uh that we never got like red core astro boy that we never put the yes, red star yes. Come in on. And, and got like evil shadow the hedgehog astro boy who would have been like you know, a kind of maybe a worthy adversary. Maybe we would have seen like, oh, you know, will he choose this or that? I don't know. Like, 
yes, I thought that could have been yes, cool. Yes, we don't need to go have the robot battle. We just stay. He makes Astro Boy, and then Snow says, oh, wait, if you have a core, give me that back. I'll put it in my peacekeper. And then he's like, oh, I got to bring back my son. I'll try the red core, as you say. Mm-hmm. Antics yeah. ensue. Yeah. We missed out. What could have been? We, yeah. yeah, I I feel like they... Robbed. This is one of those interesting things where, like, I was thinking to myself, I'm like, what would this look like if Miyazaki directed this? Like, if Miyazaki was like, you mm. know what, like... Was there ever a possibility I that that was going to happen? I, 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 is that I, in the I, trivia? I, no, I'm, okay. that's just more me. Because it so. is, it could be very... He would do, he would do a way, way better, better job. job. <laughs> that's, my point is, and obviously... <laughs> Astro Boy is interesting enough, and there is so much staying power, given it's one of, like, on tons of lists, the animes, like, you know, like, you know, top 10 animes of all time. Um, You know, Astro Boy was, like, top 50 anime characters, like, of all time. Like, people love this guy, especially, I mean, we're kind of... But they don't love this guy. They don't love this 2009 Americanized guy. Is there is a world in which the movie could have been so much more than it was and that always mm-hmm. that always makes me upset when a movie is Hurts. bad and there's no hope mm-hmm. for it i'm kind of like you know it is what it is like fast 10 fast 10 could only be fast 10 there's not like a world where like it's like a a piece of art like it's it is what it is and i'm grateful for that whereas like astro boy could have been a phenomenal like animated movie like uh you know bringing this anime and this um this. There's a difference in the level of betrayal between like an ant bully, like why did you make this? <laughs> oh, like, excuse me. Even though bully. that also is an adaptation of it mm-hmm. versus but Astro Boy, and it's like how could yeah. you do this? To to your point, like that was a that became a movie because uh, whatever, like Tom, Tom Hanks, Hanks was is, like make that a movie. Like, yeah. my, loved my reading it to his it. kids, <laughs> and he's like, oh yeah, he was like, I'm gonna make this you know book that my family loves into a movie. This is a movie because you know because it's been such a beloved property since 1961, like people know the name Astro Boy. And it's not even because I I don't even think it's because like this movie studio was like, we, we love this property. It was just, people know it's a, it's a name property. Like it's, it's got IP, like, Mm -hmm. like there's just, I I don't know. And and like, it does, like there is a distinct Americanization happening Mm -hmm here and i i don't even know if i can name all the particular aspects in which that happens i'm not an expert but like you you just feel feel it it. it's just the the vibe is just like this is this has been watered down it's certainly been you know whitewashed voice wise like you know it it just it that just is how it happens yeah and and it it doesn't feel like it was going to really be any other way in the year 2009 but i don't know Dude, I love that you say that too because I really I, – I don't know enough about it to talk about it in depth. But I just recently was exposed to like a the 15 characteristics of white supremacy culture and how some of them include paternalism. You have this very like patriarch-centered mm. and driven narratives and like that's where it comes through. And the other is like either or. You have good versus bad. There is a right way to do things and mm. a wrong way to do things and like like – and I think I think that what we sense from this is that those weird insidious motifs are seeping into this version of it and it really pollutes whatever is like curious and searching about the original mm-hmm. source. And just fresh and just like fresh or interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So and more yeah. radical. Oh, 
Um, oh, but may I say though, may Please. I pay President Stone, Robo President Stone, a compliment? I really did enjoy hearing Donald Sutherland's voice through that like robot vocoder. Oh, yeah. I thought I just I thought that was a a pleasant. We sound. don't fault Sutherland. And I think that transitions <laughs> us into talking about Nicolas Cage yes. as well in terms of having a performance to compare to. Of I'm like they didn't give Cage stuff. I'm like maybe because his lines weren't as good, but also Cage wasn't giving us yes. anything, and I was only hearing Nicolas Cage. It was not like he was no, lending he himself so sad to and the just character. Like kind of- versus Donald Sutherland sounded not only perfect but was lost. I was like, this is President Stone. I totally maybe it's weird because it's President Snow. Maybe my brain was built in to accept it, but it just felt like it was more cohesive, more that role as opposed to Nicolas Cage just like grinding against what should be a role that yeah, works for Yeah, I, I guess, well, this, I actually maybe disagree with just that last part of this is nice. one of those instances where like, I think Cage can play like, you know, a more like grounded, like, you know, real, like not like a, you know, out there kind of guy. But in terms of like, how much is the animation's already like, you know, at a certain point, the stories are at a certain point and he has to come in and play this character. That's like flip floppy and kind of sad, but doesn't really know versus like he gets to make the choice. If he's like, you know what? Like maybe I'm going to play him more villainous or more this or more of that. Like how much is before and how much is after is what I don't know. Cause I, I've, rarely worked in animation i've I'd best worked in video game um and in that like i have no i don't know what my character looks like you know i don't know what the interaction looks like so i guess i don't know like i don't know if he was cast as the right part here right like i think there's a world i not, and i don't know if it's gonna it competes with donald sutherland but i'm like if he's president stone i think he gives us a much more uh, fun vocal performance. Like I think we end up with a better Nicolas Cage performance. I'm not saying better than Donald Donald Sutherland, but at least for this movie, I don't think it would be better than Donald Sutherland. And I don't think, and I don't, I think this is a weird thing to bring up. Of like, if he was in a different role, he would have done he was better. Poorly he cast, was poorly cast. That's what I'm saying. Yes, I'm saying well. he was miscast as this role. I don't think he even was miscast. I, I thought he didn't do well. well. I think if, <laughs> like, I, I do think if he were cast as what Dr. Tenma is in the original yes. story, Nick Cage would be great yes. at that. Nick Cage yeah. would be great at that. And I have to say, I think, like, Dr. Tenma, maybe not in this movie, but, like, the design of, like, him in the original anime and the, the original cartoon character kind of looks like yeah, Nick Cage. Yeah, he looks wild. Like, like oh big gosh. hair, kind of. He, yeah, that kind of roosterish yeah. hair, like, and I'm fully and, reading in a narrative now where like Nick Cage took the role, being like, "Yes, I've always thought I could be Doctor Tenma. I would love to be crazy. He looks like me. I have that vibe." And then they like show him the like sad, low energy character design, and he's just so dejected <laughs> that he's like, "Okay, I'll just record these yeah. lines today." And, and the and the script is just toned down. <laughs> well, yeah, the 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 character design they have for the movie, it's like they, it's like they combined. Dr. Tenma, that original design with like a photo of Nick Cage, mm-hmm. gnashed them together and then pushed all the forehead meat down to the chin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. And that's, I, I mean, I'm sure that's actually how they did it. <laughs> like, no. Yeah. Uh, but um, yeah, I, I mean, 
there is a world in which Nick Cage maybe thought he was entering something different. Like, I don't know yeah. for sure, but like, I don't know. I don't know. But I, I also don't want to let him get away because I'm, no. like, I'm like, he's Nick, he's Nick Cage. You're telling me he couldn't yeah. tell this director guy point, like, Steve. no, Good bro. Point. I think we're going to do it a little more like the original. Like I'm yeah, going to go sicko mode. Like I'm trying to think of examples where he's done something with, you know, less than he was given. Like, I mean, you, you, you both have now watched. Okay. Okay, I have not seen G-Force. G-Force, he plays a mole and he does the Peggy Sue voice, so I think you would actually really enjoy it. Um, and Christina uh, yeah. even agrees it, it's, it works better um, on... I'm, it works better in G-Force as a mole character than it does in Peggy Sue when he's supposed to be the love Peggy interest. Sue is no, like, it's oh, Peggy Sue is like an eight. If Peggy no. Sue is like an eight, he's doing like a nine on, on G-Force, is I guess what I'm saying. Okay, I will be I will be um, watching that immediately. <laughs> uh, and, he, and, and he was good in Peggy Sue. End, end of conversation. conversation. Um, but like, so... And I Last think G-Force, no. I'll tell you what, they're, they're all given less than they, than they can than they can do. But... Oh, I was going to say in terms of character design, because you were talking about um, Tenma's face. Did President Stone, you know who he looked like to me? He looked like the uh, critic in Ratatouille, which I was like, do to make like a, oh, a villain, sure. are they like make the face as long as possible, make the eyes as deep socketed as possible, and that's a villain. And I'm like, I mean, it. And a hooked nose. And a hooked Never nose, forget. yeah. I, I mean, are we describing Nick Cage at this point? Oh, no. Um, <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> I mean, kind of. I guess that's what can make him a compelling villain. And as we see at the end of Ratatouille... Yeah, I mean, he, he's got a lot of face to play with. He's got with. a lot of face to play with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah, but... um. But that's yeah, part of what was so weird about this character of how much less expression it held as an animated character than Nicolas Cage real life. Like, I think that's part of what's the disappointment yeah. of, like... You just sort of made him into a rubber pencil. I'll also say this though: we've been we've been bashing Cage for a while, and this is not me. This is not me coming necessarily to his defense, but it's not like his vocal performance is what pushed this over the edge into, into not a fun. Oh no, 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 no! It this, is but a minuscule was, part of the many failures of, of this movie, in my opinion. And I, have, I don't yeah. think he was ever going to save or kill this yes, movie. Yes, like that was. You know, good point. That, there, that that's was, what I'm, talk- that's what I'm talking about. Position. That's what I'm talking about. Uh, I'm just coming in from an angle of this is a Nicolas Cage podcast. We can talk about Nicolas Cage a little bit more, and I can say he was not good, and I expect better from him. And when he disappoints me, I get furious. Yeah, about yeah it. I mean we're we're gonna we're gonna rate it, you know, however many cages out of cages. So like you know, the judgment day will come. Should we move but... into some final thoughts on the on the films, on the film? On the singular, yeah, on the I'm singular Astro Boy. <laughs> yeah, I would. I did. T- I took a couple of notes. I, I just want to say a couple of nice things about Astro Boy. Please, I, I yeah, we've like been bashing. I, you know, save, I, save I Astro Boy. Let's hear it. Um, I'm not bashing it, Artoon. <laughs> <laughs> we're we're film critics. This is our job. Um, yeah. Uh, I really enjoyed uh, the moment. Uh, here are a couple lines I really enjoyed uh, when uh, when the robot butler is wearing uh toby's hat and then puts it on astro or, or no no he, he he the robot butler is wearing toby's hat and dr tenma goes a robot should not be wearing my son's and then he pauses and he goes toby's hat because he realizes that 
Astro Boy is a robot and he wants him Ooh. to be wearing Toby's hat. I just thought that was a very loaded yeah, kind of, nice. I, you know, not not necessarily subtle, but I, I thought it was nice. kind of, uh, you know, it, it said what it needed to say about his character in that moment. And uh, I really liked the shot at the end of Zog, uh, the beautiful shot of, of Zog and all the cherry blossoms. I, I, when, when all the cherry blossoms were kind of floating around, I did think that was a very beautiful visual. Uh, and I have not been nice about the visuals in this movie, but I, I did think that there were some moments where it was like, ooh, that's that's nice. That just feels good to look at. Honestly, anytime, piggybacking off that, anytime Zog was in frame, it was, it was mm-hmm. nice. Like, even when they first found him discarded, I was like, oh, like, that's the only time that I was like, wow, like, you know, this is the closest to what a Miyazaki film would look like, is like this, like, old discarded robot with, like, some greenery kind of growing around him. I'm like, that's nice. Yeah, they've decorated Oh, him. it's so nice. Um, <laughs> One of the critiques, though, was like, we already had the Iron Giant, and you guys just did... This movie is every movie we've already ever seen. It's Wally. it's Iron Giant, it's Pinocchio. That's true, yeah. Um, AI, AI, it's... It's, it's uh, truly all. Uh, Oliver a little bit. <laughs> wow, damn, it is Iron Giant. God damn it. <laughs> it yeah. But, it, but he was gold. He Zog was golden. Gold. He's gold. And had little drawings nice. all over yeah. him. So, yeah. you know, there's there's some unique things happening. And the Iron Giant has long legs. And, you know, he kind of has these... Yeah, they're, they're distinguishable. You're going to go into all the ways that they are distinct, Artoon? Don't, don't waste my goddamn time. You know what, though? Zog, Zog <laughs> actually looked like uh, the robot from Big Hero it 6. Did. And Big that Hero came later, 6. So... Big Hero 6, similar vibes-ish, I'd say, to this movie, but way better. Tragic mm. tragic laboratory accident leads to the rest of the movie. <laughs> okay, Artu, do you have final thoughts, or are you just going to riff off this? Because I have final thoughts as well. My so final thoughts are that place. I can say whatever I want. This is, this is my podcast, too. If I want... Not if I have anything to say about it. Um... <laughs> I wish this was better. And I'll say this. I'll say this. I'll say this. <laughs> this has a bit of over the hedge to me where like I am like in some more comfort watching this movie because I just I did watch it. I think probably like I don't I didn't see it in theaters, but I saw it. I want to say either on VOD or like, you know, we did, we had movies on demand back in the day. And because I had younger siblings, like an animated movie was always the easiest go to for like a movie night or something. And it's usually my parents were more keen on something like that so like astro boy when i said i'd seen it before i had seen it definitely in the year or two after it came out and then i watched it at some point like i think it was just on one of the platforms like maybe like three four years ago and i was like same way i you know steam you put on an, a tangled or something and i thought i would have no no yep, no, this, no no tangled is yeah, but the same way movie. they just put it's something on movie. you know no no you put on loose garbage crazy loose garbage so it's not I'm the same it's not comparable like, i no, no. well i might will not reflect on my rating necessarily but like i still think i'm like astro boy ah, i could watch it again you know it's a it's a you know and i'll get into that a little later i guess when i go for my rating. fair enough but nostalgia always has a factor. Okay, my final thoughts. Oh, God. oh yeah, it's so true. Uh, <laughs> uh, my final thoughts are, one, I have somewhere in my notes that I'm seeing, that I'm rem- reminded that Astro Boy, like when he's being chased by troopers in spaceships and they get crushed and one is about to fall to his death, he rescues that 
like sort of stormtrooper. I think that's a robot. That's a robot. Soldier Steve. character. That's a it's robot. It's not a robot. Those guys, those guys are real guys because you remember they don't like the robot dog trash can. They're like, get that thing out of there. Yeah, they of are, they, they are the like mercenary staff because it's, of they're, that's a surface the corporation. Archie, they're not See, those robots. Are robots. They're not robots. They're, they're Christina, not. I assure you. I wish, I wish I'd been paying attention so I that I could you, help you. I assure you, but, uh, those are robots. Those are not humans. I'm. I assure you they're not. Honestly, Christina, what are you talking you about? <laughs> my other, my other. I'm telling you, that they was don't not need stormtroopers. They have robots. Well, they have people. They. I don't know what to tell you. They oh. do. They are not robots. They're not robots. <laughs> if Let only, me tell you my. If only I could break this tie. If only I'd been paying attention. <laughs> Adrian's gonna have to rewatch it again. Listen, listen to me. Listen to me. My other things are uh, my favorite Nicolas Cage line of the movie, mm. though, to give him a credit, is that I liked his cadence, his cage dance when he said, I don't want you anymore. <laughs> 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 I was like, oh. oh. Yeah. That was brutal. I don't anymore. want you anymore. <laughs> that was brutal. So. Oh, that's awesome. That's crazy. Um, I think that's nice. my final thought. That's good. And then I was going to ask, I was going to, as we transition into ratings real quick, Emma, see if you have a rival or a challenger for Nicolas Cage. Um, oh my gosh. I mean, I, I, I did flip out when, uh, you know, I, it was Zach who originally yes. posted this Zach, kind yeah. of <laughs> game. I, I, and uh, on his episode, I, I, was like I, I started thinking about it immediately, and then I I have not been able to come up with anything better than anyone else has brought. Um, like I mean, he really is. He's pretty. He's a pretty singular oh, yeah. performer. Uh, you know, he's he kind of brings a quality. You know, you you can't replace mm-hmm. him. You you can you can find similar qualities, but I I you know I think he's he's Nick Cage. What about what about for greatest actor alive though? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think most actor alive, maybe. Ooh, nice. <laughs> nice. I do like that. I think that's really fitting. Okay, cool. So we're we're coming in on the ratings segment of our show. And let's rate this movie out of five stars. Um, and we'll rate Cage out of 10 cages with five points for his creative, what he brought to the role, and five points for his technical, what he delivered on screen. Emma, do you want to kick us off or round us out? Uh, I'll round us out if, that, if that's all right. Nice. I love I gotta it. Think. I got to think. I got to respond. Arjun's going to jump okay. in. I know him. This is, this is a two-star <laughs> movie. It feels bad to say it, but it, but it is. It's not any lower. It's not, it's not terrible. It's, it is cool. what it is. Honestly, I'll jump in. I think it is two stars. I agree, two star. Um, and for Cage, I mean, this is really it's we're we're clocking in. I'd say at around four cages. It's not actively bad. Like it's not like um, removes you from it. Like it, if you're watching this, you don't know Nicholas Cage's Tenma. I think you just don't even think about it, right? You're just like, oh, there's that, there's that guy. Even though he does get the and Nicholas Cage's Doctor Tenma credit so you'd expect something big i guess but like it doesn't detract in a great way just kind of is you know i I think that's that's almost like i'm just like a three for technical 
and like a one on creative. Like he just showed up, he voiced the part so that the lines were spoken. Middle four. I'll say I'll say uh agreeing uh concurring, we call it in the legal field for I agree, but for slightly different reasons of like two star film, four cages, uh two points for the creative because he did I I do believe he cared about the role. He cared about the IP. Like he he thought he found something that was going to be cool to work on. Um, two points for technical. There was at least one line that I liked, and it's as Archon said, not as if he completely destroyed the film, but he didn't bring anything that I'm mm-hmm. looking for or impressed with. So four gauges and maybe a ring of the shame bell. <laughs> Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I'm going to, I'm going to likewise concur. Um, I, yeah, I, th- I think it's a two star movie. You know, it, it didn't hurt, it didn't hurt me you. to watch it. It was, it was a movie. Uh, it was, it was on and there were some, you know, there were some nice moments. There were some things that made me giggle. Um, and did you watch on Netflix? We watched on Netflix. Man, I, I rented it like a chump. There was, I, and then, and then, like as soon as I rented it, I saw that it was available. It was on Netflix. a weird. I don't it was a weird showing, it. like a different no, version or something on one and the other. We, yeah, Roku was like, you get one more minute if you rent it, and I was like, let's just go free. I don't need an extra yeah. minute. Um, it's okay. Yeah, it's okay. I, I, I made a, I made a mistake. I made a mistake. I don't know what to say, but hey, um, no, no, a mistake you know, means you're if, human. If, if, <laughs> if I had, if I had <laughs> saw that, if I had seen that it was on Netflix, maybe it would be three stars. <laughs> but it, it was, in fact, two stars. Um, and then, yeah, I would say probably four cages. I mean, creativity just wasn't there. But he was, you know, he was acting the parts that were supposed to be. <laughs> it sounds so patronizing to say about an actor. Like, the parts were, that were supposed were sad. to be sad yeah. sounded sad. <laughs> and the parts that were supposed to sound numb sounded yeah. numb. I mean, it was, it was a very numb performance, which I guess that's what this character is in this version yeah. of the story. So, like... You know, he was he was acting it and he was, you know, it's always good to hear his voice. But like, you know, maybe someday I can come back for a cagey or caged oh, performance, yeah. something where he's, you know, he's given a, a, a little a little bit more of what we know he can bring. But, you know, Dr. Tenma just, you know, it was it was it was mid cage. Yeah. Now you know how we feel about the movie, and we'd love to hear from you. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Question and send any emails to cagelquestionpod at gmail.com. If you liked what you heard, please subscribe to this podcast and send a five-star review our way. Emma, do you have anything you'd like to plug? Uh, yeah, you can always uh, find my stuff at www.emmasteinkellner.com or at my Instagram at emsteinkellner. Um, and look out for my new book series, uh, Nell of Gumbling, My Extremely Normal Fairy Tale Life, in bookstores, libraries, online uh, in September of 2023. Wow. Uh, that'll be soon, really fun. very soon. Yay! Yay! That's <laughs> I, yeah, what, you know what? Plug? I feel like I haven't plugged in a while, so let's let's start plugging. Uh, you can see me on Harold Nights Monday night. Uh, follow my new mod team tracksuit. We got we got shows once a month at UCB. That's a sketch show. Um, you can find me on Instagram at Artoon Cartoon, um, and that's all very exciting. <laughs>
I'm going to plug uh, the webtoon Nano List by Song Amin because that is a great story about a child built with an internal defense wow. system. Um, and it's really cool. It was a really cool thing. So, yeah, that's for our next episode, we are going to be reviewing the 2000s. So we hope you'll uh, catch up on any movies that you didn't have a chance to see from the 2000s and listen in as we recap what we thought. Signing off, this is Christina. And our two Nazareth with special guest. Emma Steinkellner. And we're asking you the cage-old question. I'm going to steal the Declaration of Independence. I'd like to take his his face off. Oh, no, not the beat! A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K, L. I was a little drunk. Plus, I was horny.